The rumors are true. Know that is now on Patreon. Visit www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod to subscribe and get bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes videos, and more. That's www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod. Welcome to Know That, a deep dive into the week's Real Housewives episodes, where we offer our humorous, insightful, and unfiltered opinions. I'm Anthony Casella. I'm Donnie Hadfield-Smith. And I'm Quentin Lamar. And this is Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. Hi guys. Hi. How's it going? Great. And yourself? Good, good, good. Um, to our listeners, we went to a TLC concert over the weekend in Coney Island and it was incredible. It was so good. At one point, Quinn looked over at me. I was crying. <laughs> that it was doing I'm pretty, if anybody's wondering. <laughs> it was so much fun. They truly looked the same way they did in like 1992. Chili still has abs and she was like dancing with the backup dancers and her leg was like going to her navel, like her knee. She would do knee bends up to her navel. I can, I can. She's in incredible shape. She is. Truly is. I, it's like a day hasn't gone by. I love them so much. It was such a thrill. I I feel like we all went on a whim. I was like, what's this going to be like? And I loved it. The arena was great. I loved it. Would recommend, I forget the name of the place, but it's in Coney Island. <laughs> if ever there is a concert, look it up, guys. Anthony recommends going to concerts in Coney Island. Uh, yeah, outdoors, <laughs> outdoors in the summer. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, right off the beach. Great. It was really nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. I want to go back and ride the rides. I always wanted to go since Cloverfield, ever since they rode the Ferris wheel on it. I was like, that's what I, I need to go there. We have to go at night, though, so we should just make like an evening that we can get there like it. <laughs> I don't know, like eight. Yeah. Just, oh, I love that. I love that too. I we'll love get that. for sundown. Yeah, we'll get some Nathan's everything fries. Yeah, we can recreate um the Mariah Carey fantasy video. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Perfect. Yeah. I'll be ODB. <laughs> I'll be Mariah, and yeah, Mariah. Um, Donnie could be the little little girl on the tank top. <laughs> just skate in with her balloon. That track. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, all the hits. Mr. Robot is in Coney Island. That's what it reminds me of, too. Yeah, I loved it. But I'm like, Quinn, what what do you first remember when you heard Crazy Sexy Cool? This turns into a TLC podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, are you wait? Are you asking me now? Sure. Yeah, let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. My relationship with TLC go all the way back to their first album. Mm. So I don't really just remember the album crazy 60 cool or like i think what was the lead single like real life, real life special or creep i can't remember which one was first creep okay i do remember real life special because it's one of my favorite songs and i remember the video was like really chic and they were like in like satin they were like powerpuff girls like one was in green one was in blue one was it's in like hot red. Yeah. So it was like, it was really cool. And like the wind, I remember that, but I don't remember like, oh, like, you know, for you, it was like that because like, that was when you like discovered TLC and I've been with TLC since Ain't Too Proud to Beg, which is like Mm. their first song. So 
got it. I had to, you're right. Crazy Sexy Cool was my introduction. I said, who are these women in these pajamas? <laughs> and then I found out that there was their first album two years earlier, Ooh, TLC mm-hmm. tip. So I had research to do. And by the time I was all caught up, Fan mail came out, which I think might be your favorite, Donnie. Well, that was my introduction. I mean, like I knew the singles, but that was my first TLC album. So that is, yeah, that's the one that speaks to me most. So between the three of us, we pretty much were. Yeah, have their discography. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then we were all there for the last one, which was, I can't remember what it was. 3D. 3D. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. I love TLC. You can hear, you can hear us talk more about TLC next week. No, I'm just kidding. But we had fun, guys. Let's get into some housewife stuff. Before we get into the episodes this week, I think we would be remiss not to discuss the fact that after um, scheduling conflicts, announcements that it would be happening up and up until a few days ago, I think it was it seemed to be as far as the press was concerned, like on the books, but it was just announced that they are canceling. They've canceled the Real Housewives of New York season 13 reunion. Uh, What to make of all of this? I think that if they, they didn't cancel the reunion through COVID, they didn't even cancel it then. So I think it's really telling. Now, this is not the natural, like the, the rural disaster of COVID was enough to do it, but Ramona Singer's reputation is enough to cancel the reunion. And I think that says a lot about well, Ramona Singer and all those people involved. I don't really, I would love to see a reunion and I would love to see, I, I guess, Ramona's feet held to the fire, but I kind of don't. We've been holding Ramona's feet to the, people like her feet to the fire for the last four years. It gets us nowhere. I, I I'm really kind of... I don't know, not defeated, but like, I just don't care. Yeah, but to me, it is more about them silencing Ebony. Like if Ramona speaks for herself or doesn't show up or comes in through Zoom, I don't care. But now this day, like gaslit and silent this woman all season, and now she's being silenced again by the network. And I think that's what speaks volumes to me i mean i guess so but she's still friends with tommy lauren so it's like how much can i get invested in ebony being silenced when she was a mouthpiece for fox news i know that's not like who she is now people can change but that does color me thinking like i see she's still friends with a lot of those people those people still talk to her on social media and stuff so i can't really be like oh you know this is i just think the problem is that she's actually friends with those people and she's not actually friends with ramona I had lots of feelings. Initially, when I first heard it, I didn't care because I was like, I am happy not to have to watch it because I didn't love the season. And then I kind of thought those women aren't going to take Ramona to task because all of them were present at the events in which Ramona's bad behavior was exhibited. So it's not like if Ebony in particular, let's pick her, didn't have a problem, say, with Ramona's behavior at Black Shabbat the next night, why would she be furious six months later? Yeah. So I was kind of like, that would feel performative to me if they were all like screaming at each other because we left them in a good place. But then Mm -hmm. I thought what would really be holding her accountable would be like Andy, but Andy as like her boss asking questions from the people and just having Ramona in particular and Luann. And even I think Sonia probably has some things to, I mean, I feel like they all have some things to yeah. answer, answer about answer to. And now yeah. that 
that chance for the audience isn't there and they've never canceled a reunion before. It's not even like that this is a special circumstance that's used every few years. I truly can't think of any. Like it's never yeah. happened. It's clearly just happening because they already filmed all-stars so like they can't whatever ruin Ramona here and then say watch us in a month and a half on (laughs) all girls trip or whatever it's called so like it is because they're protecting her reputation but at this point I feel like the people that aren't gonna like her already don't like her and the people that are gonna like give her a pass already are so she could truly come at that reunion and do anything and it's not gonna change anyone's opinion of her. I don't know if it's because they don't want to have another um, Kelly Dodd. I don't know if they don't want to have another one of those things where they're kind of like forced to, I guess, kind of do. I don't know what's I don't even know what's right. If I call them what's right. But maybe they want to get ahead of that with Ramona. But I don't know if they see a franchise for New York without Ramona. And I guess they have to figure that out. When I think about it, I do feel like in the grand scheme of everything, it is kind of it's definitely shitty. It's definitely unprecedented. And it's a slap in the face considering what, how he held Monique to task. It, all of those things, I hear all of those things. It's just that I don't know what would need to happen to Ramona, what would need to happen in this situation. I don't think it would happen on Bravo anyway. So I feel I'm not going to get, you know, anything holding Leanne to the fire and destroying her in that way and doing all that. That's okay for Leanne because everybody was against Leanne, but it's different and it's, it's not fair, but I just don't, I don't have any faith in Bravo to change that. Such a weird season in New York anyway. Yeah. And such a strange situation too, because it was just a few days before the cancellation that Andy asked for questions. So I'm wondering, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'm wondering what happened and not, not that I'm trying to like say maybe Bravo didn't cancel it, but I remember reading something that because the season got so messy, NBC actually took the power away Mm. from Bravo in regards to handling the rest of the season. So I wonder if like it goes even further up. Not that it makes a that difference. That could as, very well be. Yeah, not that it makes a difference as to who did it, but maybe NBC made the decision. So maybe her being on the All-Stars does affect it because NBC is like, now this could mess with our pockets in a bigger way. So mm. we're going to just not yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah because uh, All- All-Stars is on Peacock and that then that becomes like yeah. bigger, mm. than, bigger than Bravo, I guess. Uh-huh. Wow. Messy, messy, messy. Nothing's bigger than Bravo. (laughs) Bigger than Bravo. Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo. uh, (laughs) Let's get into some of some topics with these shows from from the week. Kind of a more muted week, I would say, for these shows. I thought um, Potomac was probably the strongest offering, but this felt like I don't know, a little bit of a transitional week across all franchises. More tall tales from Erica Jane Mm. in Beverly Hills. At this point, what is there to say about this woman? (laughs) Does it snow in California? I remember one episode of Buffy where it snowed for the Christmas episode and they like made sure you knew it was a big deal. So no, I don't think it does. Our West Coasters will have to let us know. I believe it has snowed in California. It doesn't traditionally snow in California, but I think you'll get like, if it does happen, it's very rare. And you get like just some flurries, <clears throat> not like actual snow, snow, but technically a snow. Cause like I've seen it snow in Texas before. So well, this ain't Texas, honey. It's not, but this ain't Erica Jane's first rodeo, sir. <laughs> or a oh, car boy. accident. 
<laughs> That's not funny. I shouldn't have went there. I'm sorry. I wonder how far out Erica's son lives because he is a cop in West Hollywood, I believe. So I'm I'm curious as to how far away, how far his commute is from wherever he lives to um to LA. But I guess that might be a question for another time. What I thought what was sad was it felt like it took the husbands, the mm. men like uh, Mauricio and PK to maybe shine a light for Kyle and Dorit as to how ridiculous the stories that Erica has been telling were. I don't believe that. They do. They they took one for the team. They took one for the team of the marriage. It was It's easier for them to come out against Erica than for the women. And then they can be like, well, I didn't know until my husband brought it up. You know, what do I always say, Donnie? In every relationship, there's the outward bitch and then there's a secret bitch. <laughs> and every relationship works that way. That's the person who's willing to say out loud, no, we're not doing that. No, I don't like that. And then there's the person who doesn't like doing that. But behind the scenes is like, no, we're not fucking doing that. That's not going to happen. Oh. That is the secret bitch. The secret bitch is the one who you watch out for. Yeah. Guess which one I am, everybody. So uh, <laughs> I agree <laughs> with Quinn. I think it makes it easier for these women now to just say like, oh, I was just laughing with my husband. Or like when Erica brings it up, they say, oh, my husband said it as a joke. But Erica, it does sound ridiculous, as opposed to if Kyle would have said it two weeks ago to like the full group. I think it's an easier pill to swallow this way. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's like sad either way. Like if they're even pretending like, oh, it wasn't until my husband said something yeah. like that to me is just as like BS playing into some kind of weird like, oh, my God, thank God the man talked some sense into me. Yeah. Like, I think both of it's like a shitty luck. Like I've always said, Erica's act like somebody who was hiding something. And I can't believe that they of all people are pretending that that's not the case when they've literally been saying it for seasons, how she doesn't open up, how she keeps everything close. That's the way somebody who's in an unhealthy relationship and running a fraud behaves. And she was doing both. <laughs> so they know that they just don't want to look bad by doing it. And I think even Erica sees through that, which is why she said Lisa Renna is her only friend, because yeah. Lisa Renna was not going to turn on her no matter what. Lisa Renna has absolutely no scruples. She has nothing. This is the thing above all things that show me that shows me how bad Lisa Renna is. She won't even do it for widows and burn victims and people who really need it. Cause like PK said, this is life changing money for a lot of these people. And Lisa Renner would rather go with her paycheck, go with her alliance, than even act like that's a thing. And would rather twirl around in some old ass dress from the 1997 Emmys, who I still don't know why she was there. Yeah, and that's a good point, because I do think that Rinna is choosing, like, even if she went with the women in her alliance that have the numbers right now, she's not going with the numbers. She's going with the camera like she knows the camera will always be on Erica Jane. So if she's always there to rub Erica's shoulder and stuff the camera will be on her as well. She also knows that because she's a rich white woman, she might get off of this. And she doesn't want to have that, like Crystal said, because Crystal was the only one to actually say it. I was thinking it, but Crystal said it. Like, well, look at how you're acting when she told Sutton, what if she beats this? What if this turns out to not be true? What are you going to do then? All very good points. Rinna sucks. I know, Donnie, I was talking to you about it 
at TLC. Um, Rena was on Watch What Happens Live last week and a viewer, a very smart viewer, asked a question and said, don't you think it's hypocritical for the group to, this is on a little bit of a different note, but I just want to bring it up because I don't like Rena. Um, the, the viewer asked, Please, don't, go you ahead. Th- <laughs> don't you think it's hypocritical for the women to accuse Garcelle of being a bully and no one says anything to Erica or refers to Erica as a bully for the way that she treats Sutton and Rena just said our show's based on hypocrisy <laughs> and Andy was stunned um not not like to give Andy points but he was like you the show is based in hypocrisy and Rena just didn't have a good answer because there's no good answer because there isn't yeah it's ridiculous. he wasn't gonna let her shade his shit right she could have said anything other than something that was gonna make his franchise look bad so I think that's hilarious yeah just so stupid a hit so dog stupid. will holler. Now, I'm curious what you both thought of Kathy Hilton. I guess I'll say not knowing who Bernie Sanders was. And I say that because was she pretending? I, I truly think she didn't know who he was. And I feel like I thought a lot of people found this funny. I did not. I did not. I Considering what Bernie Sanders stood for, especially in the 2016 election, her not knowing him pretty much proves who she voted for. But we already knew that based on what Paris Hilton said. She's basically friends with Trump. So, of course, that's who she voted for. And she's yeah. super rich. I, I I pretty much thought we all knew that when we got Kathy Hilton, we was getting this delightful little zany character. But we were definitely getting a right winger. Yeah, but I think there's a different. I think I'm very far left, but I still know what happens on the right. So, like, I think there's a difference between what side you're on and being uneducated about the other side we're assuming that her husband lets her vote or lets her vote for who she wants it could be this is just who we vote for she's not born a hilton after all i thought it was i mean this is a man who was heavily involved in the past two presidential elections so to not know (laughs) to not know who he was is he dropped the ball in the first one he almost ruined the yeah she should know (laughs) was very telling but yeah i mean Kathy, Kathy Hilton, we are getting a lovable, sanitized, goofy, kooky aunt. But politics wise, this is just Ramona in a more easily digestible fashion. Yeah. And not even I mean, politics is definitely you're absolutely right. But like even personal wise, because we know from the Paris documentary, this is a woman who had her daughter abducted in the middle of the night and sent to like a camp like a behavioral camp where they would strip her naked and stuff so like this is not a good look so we're getting an edited like kooky edit for fun and i enjoy her on the show but so do i too this is a problematic (laughs) woman i also enjoy watching old joan croft for movies so yes you can separate the artist from from the person (laughs) and that's what we have to do with kathy Hilton because like we also have this is somebody who doesn't see color which okay but Mm. she specifically said that that michael jackson felt that way which is say black people don't see color what's wrong with that like i know what that meant so like there's all these things like you know and just like crystal didn't say anything to her nobody says anything because she's rich as fuck kathy hilton and that's the same thing with ramona that's that's the whole point I, i hope that's what we've learned these last i don't know however many years Rich people, pretty much, once they get a lot of money, they all kind of act the same. And there are liberals and there are people who draw those lines in the sand, but there's not a big difference between Ramona and Kathy. Only one knows how to edit themselves and one doesn't. Yeah, and it's interesting. And, I, and 
I don't, I didn't, I also didn't bring that up like to kind of help Ramona, but it's just interesting what we're willing to take from someone. If we like them. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't know this, like, well, I don't know who Bernie Sanders is. I didn't find it charming. I thought it was like a bridge too far for me, for Kathy. Anything, <laughs> anything else in Beverly Hills before we move on to Potomac? I was hoping that the fight between Dorita and Garcelle was more meaty, but damn Bravo editing got me again. I did love um, Garcelle's, uh, Dorit was like, Garcelle, I speak four <laughs> languages. And Garcelle said, good for you. Good for you. Loved it. <laughs> Loved that it. was iconic. Yeah. yeah. That's that why we good. love Garcelle. There was also, remember a few episodes ago, they were at her home and Dorico's for her Garcelle's party. And Dorico's, okay, I'm going to go. And Garcelle goes, as you should. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to turn e- into a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they weren't even fighting. It was just like, all right, as you should. <laughs> okay. Let's let us move on to um, Potomac. I before we get into the video shoot with the with the missing cars, the case of the missing cars in Potomac, I would like to take us to Ashley's family's house because I love a scene with Ashley's family. I love it. I love Uncle Lump. I love the mom. I, I want a sitcom where Ashley goes to see her family and her uncle just makes disapproving faces <laughs> about Michael called um taking your uncle lumps i'm working on it i'm working on it yeah you are are you, are, are you guys as charmed by ashley's family as i am yes and now uncle lump's daughter looks just like him like it looks like someone just plopped a wig on her on his head and said get out there lump <laughs> yeah i love her family i think her family is cool too i think they're a lot of fun uh, I wouldn't want to live next door to them, but I still think they're a lot of fun. They look like they keep up a lot of noise. They do. I feel like I they don't give a shit that the cameras are around, and I like no. that. I like There's that. a lot of, like, shamelessness that... But that is Ashley. Like, it would... I mean, I do believe, like, there are... You know, in family, she came in talking about her body and all that stuff. That's cool. Like, I don't think that's really abnormal at all. The cameras kind of change a little bit of the, you know... The aspect of it but that's still just ashley she doesn't care we love her for it so very casual she just walked in and said oh my vaginal prolapse like just put it all <laughs> put it all out there on the table next to the cheese and crackers <laughs> and i like it was that nice. nobody in the family cared like they were all ready to talk about it except the aunt who was like clearly done up for the camera and she's like ashley this is too much like this she, is not like, your the audition. only family member the only family member that found their hands on some makeup and she was ready <laughs> hair done she was ready and i know i like you know i like sheila sheila is one of my favorite <laughs> housewife mothers um her with little dylan who's really cute very cute. dean is just like with the dog he's cute doing his little thing <laughs> it was a good time i, 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 I like the scene too yeah i would watch like an ashley spinoff I, I don't know, know, but you wouldn't her with somebody else. If they did like, no, if they did like her with somebody else, like they did like Courtney and Kim or whatever, take whatever. Oh. I would do that with Ashley and somebody else. I don't know who you could pair her with, but I would like it to be like two housewives. I don't like, know. I would like, watch this group. Like if this group just went on vacation together for a week, I would watch. Oh, maybe they can do that. Like Candy's family. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I, get, I would watch that. 
Quinn wants a Kardashian sister like show with like Ashley and Mia take Bethesda, <laughs> something like that. Like they go to a ideally, ideally it would be like a housewife from another fan franchise. Like it would be like Ashley and Whitney take Las Vegas or something. Like that would be like I think Ashley and Whitney together would be great TV. They're that very similar. Yeah. I like Sheila because every time I see her, I always want to know what she was doing 10 minutes before the cameras got there. <laughs> Eating some chips. Probably smoking. Uh, or both. <laughs> Sheila doesn't like somebody who would eat while smoking, but <laughs> that's not what I thought I, I thought about. But yeah, like munching on something, talking some shit. Yeah, that's Sheila. Remember when she had an eye patch? Yeah, I do. On- that was the last time that was the last time we were in this kitchen i like there was a scene a few years ago where um sheila and ashley and i think someone else were doing yoga and the yoga instructor was like talking them through everything but sheila was getting confused and she's like am i breathing yes or no am i am i am i opening my eyes yes or no and she just kept saying things like that and i loved it am i breathing yes or no loved it I need Love a it. Sheila supercut. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be I lo- great. I love her. Everybody's mother's a little crazy. I want to drive back a little bit. <laughs> or drive or drive. <laughs> I hate you. Gotta hate you. <laughs> or drive <laughs> or drive forward to the end a little bit. Where how about we drive um, by? <laughs> <laughs> where um the cars don't show up to at- to Candace's a video shoot in what looked like a suburban parking lot. (laughs) I have my thoughts on the way that this plot unraveled. This felt very to me, and I'm not saying Chris seems like someone above a mistake, but this seemed like the stakes were so finally put out for us to understand that if he did not go to this there would be a fuck up and the fact that there was a fuck up made me think like was there a producer intervention here Mm. what happened here because it didn't seem something seemed too easily like fallen apart and then came back together like a sitcom I think it's probably because they found out that they could save a lot of money if they use their rich ass friends cars (laughs) instead of renting other cars so it could be that let's just these women are all going to bring nice cars or they all knew they were going to do that anyway. And then we played that up and had um, Chris wrestle on the scene like he was fresh off Diner Dash or some shit. <laughs> and maybe you never know. Yeah. It's the beauty of Bravo, baby. Yeah, because they kept complaining, too, that like Candace's video shoot didn't have food and how hungry they were. But like this is still <laughs> a TV. Have. Well, this is still it a was TV. Sad. Well, Quinn, that's what I'm saying. This is still a TV shoot for the reality show. So, like, that is a SAG production. So we had food there, definitely, even if Candace's shoot did not. So I think a lot of it was for camera. Mm, And they were fighting, like, the sun and everything. It felt like an 80s film. Like, they have a half (laughs) hour to get the shot. I, I also thought, I remember a few years ago, Sonia from New York, I'm like Sonia from the Outback, as though there's another Sonia I'd be mentioning on this show. Sonia mentioned (laughs) with a sexy J mentioned that sometimes when she shoots or would shoot scenes in the townhome where there was like a plumber coming over or someone where there's like a service exchange, 
the way that she could get that service for free is if it, and that if the person and the service got on the program and the way it would get on the program is if she would say, oh my God, I used to have sex against the sink. Like she would play up her behavior in order to make sure it got on the show. Uh-huh. So this might be far out, but I thought, is there any way Candace and Chris in order to make sure as promo for the video or song, made sure this photo shoot, which would not be as interesting if it went smoothly. I don't know. Like, was it a self-orchestrated kind of thing? Maybe, because then to a lesser degree, I do think they were doing this to promote the video. But then to a lesser degree, he came with the logo of his catering company on his back. So if they, if he came and they were like, oh, look, he's still in his uniform, this, 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 and this, that is being put into the show too. So now it's advertisement for her video and his catering company. Ah, wearing the outfit, the old merit of Mark's approach. That's true. What they didn't account for was that this would not be a commercial for Chris, the husband, because everyone on that fucking set had something to say. It Messy shouldn't be. Mia. Like Chris is crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I was telling Donnie, I was like, I couldn't let a white man talk to me like that on TV. Like, I, it's just the way he talks to her is like wild. It's it's it triggers me. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how she puts up with it. But then, like, I see how her mother talks to her. So then I just feel bad for Candace because I think it's hard for her to put those boundaries down. Yeah. Yeah. Her dynamic. mouth is reckless with everybody else. Their dynamic makes me uncomfortable, I think. I don't know. They, I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't. I don't know how. Marriage is difficult and it's difficult disagreeing, but like talking to people like that. And then it's like, it's on camera. So like you're talking to her like this in front of the entire world. Like that is, and it can't all be editing because it happens too often. Right. It's very, it's uncomfortable for me to watch. I just, no. Yeah. And you could tell she didn't know how to navigate it too, because it's embarrassing. Like you're talking, yeah, you're talking to me crazy. I think she said any, any was living up in her house. What was that that Janet Jackson thing when she broke up with her husband? She was like, stupid bitch in my beach house. Like, that's how I feel about Chris. Like, you're all up in her house. Like, you're on camera because of her. You're here because of her. We don't want to look at you. And then you see the guy who's playing her boyfriend in the video. And then he shows up and it's like, damn. Oh, my gosh. I know. Talk about a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I realized that Chris quit his job and everything. Dorothy was a house husband from what I hear. (laughs) I didn't know he was going to quit his job when they got married. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a different that's a horse of a different color there i didn't realize that i guess he's just living off living off candace i mean i'm sure he's doing catering right i thought he lost it because of covid COVID. like i assume the restaurant closed i didn't think he so he's doing like freelance catering he can make a fine living doing freelance catering yeah without like having an actual restaurant so i don't it's he may not necessarily be completely dependent on her but let's be real here he can't be competing with what Candace is bringing in just from being on the show. I mean, I'll say it again. I love the song. The video is fun, too. It's an okay song. I love the song. And you know what? This is a hot take. I love, for TV, I love Candace's mother. Yeah, I mean, she's exactly what I want to watch on TV. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's she's entertaining. I liked Wendy in this episode, though. And that's rare. Wendy was fun this episode. Yeah, I liked her a lot better. I loved Mia in this episode. I feel like Mia stood out this episode. Did you see Mia on Twitter this week? No. I saw her on Twitter. She was at some game, right? Some Panthers No, no, game. no. I don't. I mean, like what she tweeted. I don't even know what it's in reference to. Oh, she I said, Let me look. I'm going to look right now. I'm going to tell you. She said something along the lines of, like, to Candace. She said, like, 
Robin is not a problem. Candace, though, is she's just upset that my husband tried to toss my salad. Hashtag sushi. Wait, Mia said Candace's husband tried to toss Mia salad? Yeah. And then said has, hashtag sous chef. <laughs> but, and then she also tweeted this five hours ago. Oh. Yes, hunty. Um, fire emojis. <laughs> when you don't need to borrow fast cars because you own them. Oh. Check the deed. I mean, title. Laugh face, laugh face. Look to the side. Y'all, it's not my fault. <laughs> um, I think that's so. our sound bite for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yes, hunty. Fire emoji. I'm definitely following her on Twitter because she, I see, is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, my God. Followed. I'm loving Mia. Me and too. she was a standout. She was like fun and sparkly and sweet. She was making breakfast for the kids. And then she was doing mm-hmm. her job, mixing it up in the parking lot. Yeah. And she had the, she talked to her mom about, okay, like we're supposed to keep in contact. That's not happening. What's going on? Like, I appreciated that. And it looks like next episode, we're going to get more into her talking to her mother about not spending time with her kids and her. So I'm interested in this and then we haven't even seen her husband start acting crazy yet so and potomac is so strong that at the music video shoot mia was in quotes the only one that did her job like everyone else ran away Mm -hmm. from the problem when darcy was trying and it still shines like if that would have happened in any other city we would have needed them all to be a part of it and we would have been like why are you running away from the drama but potomac we know they're just like saving it for some other time well, you like know, next week. <laughs> look at how Giselle with her RoboCop sunglasses came and she was like, is he being paid? Like, I want to know. Yeah. Like, it was it was it was one of the few moments that I like Giselle. Like, this is why you're here. This is why we keep you here. Yeah. yeah. You understand the assignment. You, Robin, <laughs> everybody understand this. I mean, then even I feel like unwittingly, Wendy played her part by telling Candace what Mia said. So it was like, mm-hmm. you, I don't even think you meant to do that. But it's just... It's gold. This, this was good. Yeah, this was really good. Um, Giselle was good. Mia's a strong addition. Also a strong addition who I've come around, not come around to, but I just, I feel like I've blossomed. I've blossomed my acceptance of this new person who I was resisting in Salt Lake is Jenny, who charmed me this week. Told you. <laughs> Told Love you. Jenny. Yeah. Jenny makes me want an all Asian Housewives franchise. That's all, like, that's what Jenny and the scene when Jin Shah made me want. She's so much fun. I loved her. Um, oh God, I can't remember what song she was singing. Hello, my honey. Hello, my yeah, baby. Yes. Hello. Like the WB so frog. The, so the J and missing in J frog stands for Jenny. I don't, I forget if we were recording or not yet, but I think Donnie, I told Donnie um, uh, the joke her daughter told, I laughed out loud. I knew it was coming and it was still funny. Yeah, the delivery. It was she it was good. And then the yeah, follow-up too. Comedian. She tells the joke and then Jenny rolled her eyes and says, That's funny. She's like, I can't tell by your eye roll. <laughs> like, oh, but wait. It, it wasn't just Jenny's reaction, it was Atlas's reaction too. They were both like, oh <laughs> like here we go. Like this because he was over it too. Oh that my was god. I want to eat dinner at Jenny's house because you know the ravioli is expensive when it's different <laughs> colors. When each individual piece is different colors. Yeah, well, it, looked, you get a it pair, looked like a receipt paper. wrapped around it. <laughs> yeah. It looked like receipt paper when it's running out of ink, <laughs> like the pink and white stripe. It did. First, I was like, what are they making? 
like Brian's like ravioli. And I was like, oh, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. <laughs> Not That's me fancy ravioli. He's yeah. like, I'm yeah. Italian and I've never seen that. It looked, it was fancy. Is it yeah. different flavor or just a different color for the hell of it? Honey, got me. I don't know for sure because I know I've eaten it, but I didn't pay attention. I was <laughs> he just the opened his gullet and gobbled it down. Well, I think I know. I think it's because like you know you can get like pasta that's like vegetable pasta. I believe that that's vegetable ravioli um, pasta. Mm, that makes so like sense. that's like spinach. I, I, was it green? I think it was like it was red, green red. and so red. I think right. Mm, yeah, maybe? I believe I that's know. what it is. Don't don't maybe somebody listening who actually eats. <laughs> that vegetables. well can explain it to us because we we clearly don't know my vegetables are rad <laughs> we open a can of chef boy we open a can of chef boy rd and that's dinner so don't do that to us <laughs> let, let us let us know tell us about ravioli in the comments <laughs> comments of what i'm not sure no rate us five stars and then leave a review telling us what kind of ravioli it is i'm gonna google it I ain't do gonna, it and while I'm you're at it. it make sure to sign up for our patreon mm-hmm. it's patreon.com slash know that pod we are covering the upcoming season of vanderpump rules um an oddly placed ad but it felt appropriate <laughs> Now, more on Salt Lake. Um, Mary hates her family. Not a kind word to say about any of them. We meet Big Joe, who seemed lovely, and she says, that's Big Joe, worst contractor you've ever seen. I love Mary. I really oh, do. Yeah. <laughs> she, first of all, that room that looked like fucking Charlie in the Chocolate Factory was insane. And then, well, it looked like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory if it was sent, if the camera was on the table. If it like moved to the right, it looked like a temple. If it moved to the left, it looked like a fucking pool party. I don't know. Like every <laughs> every corner of the room was decorated differently. That room looks like it's decorated with the stuff a Vegas performer takes out of his pockets at night. That's what that room looked like to me. She is, I, you know, I don't, I, I have no problem with religion. I think I've been clear about that. My thing about marriage is that how can you embody so many terrible things that you're not supposed to do? Like, you're supposed to love your family. You're supposed to do all that stuff. You're not supposed to be materialistic. Name a commandment or something like that. And Mary's like, screw it. I'm doing it. It's, I'm amazed to see it. I'm amazed that people, like, go to her church and, like, this is the way she lives. I don't know if this is exactly the way she is, but if she was my pastor... I would not want to give any money to that church. You know, but she lost me at the gold microphone. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. I would have put my wallet away. I like that she said her son is like getting into a teenage rebellion. He's 18. (laughs) Like, like he's getting out of it. He's at the end of me. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's so weird to me. I just, I, I thought the reason that you got all that money is because you were a good person of God and you know, and you deserved it. But it's like, frequently, we don't really see that to be the case. So it's like, yikes. I liked when she was giving Big Joe the tour on the house <laughs> and she walked into the room with the green carpet and she's like, the dogs come in here and pee. They think it's grass. They get confused. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, and Mary, then, you might be talking about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Wandering she, those halls at night. And then she's hating on all this stuff that she decorated herself. Which is true. And then the one thing, the one thing that I thought was kind of okay, she hated the most, and that was the bathroom fixtures. I was like, those actually aren't that bad. They're dated, no, they were. They were. A little gaudy, <laughs> but in the grand scheme of her house, 
that bathroom being decorated that way, I felt was not that bad. I, everything else, those chairs that she sat with Joe in, what the hell was that? That looked like extra furniture from Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> and like, she was like, he's great at what he does, but you can't get, you can't hear from him for six months. Like everything she said was underlaced. That's with like every a contractor. Fucking family. It was like Mary's headline. <laughs> That's every contractor. All right, let's let us dip our toe back into and and relitigate the Meredith Jen Brooks thing. Meredith talks to Seth about the situation. Seth, who I thought seemed high, like Seth Meredith wasn't talked with at us. Seth. <laughs> yeah, she was she was angry. I don't know. Did our where are we from last week with this? She got me on her side. Like she sat there and she like her anger, her righteous anger. It really, it moved me. I, I saw her like being very protective and engaging. Like this is something she'll engage about. Yeah. And I respected the hell out of that. So like I said, there's, you can kind of say one way or another for her or Jen, but I mean, right now I have to be like, yeah, Jen, you shouldn't have retweeted and said that stuff. And just own up to it and stop. Yeah. And I think she explained it differently to her husband than she did previously. And I think she sent a like, she tweeted this week that, was in support of the scenes we saw that was like, I'm not mad at the word twink. Like, I don't think it's a slur. I understand what it means. My problem is that it was not Jen's job to out him. And by retweeting that he's a twink, she was doing so. And I think her confessionals backed that up. She's like, I don't mind if she called him skinny. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith is very well-spoken and I think is able to articulate what she's when she's engaged and passionate, she's able to articulate what she's feeling and she's very persuasive. I still, I maintain like Brooks is fair game for me. Like I think for the viewers watching a program, this is someone who is 21, choosing to be part of the show, capitalizing with the tracksuits from right. it. So like, I think that's all fine. I would never say like, no one should talk about him. I still maintain, I said it last week, so I won't really repeat myself. Like, I think it's odd that Jen is engaging in any dialogue about Brooks. It would be like if Kenya was getting into a fight with Riley. Right. We would mm -hmm. be like, what are you, what are you doing? Like kids shouldn't even be on like, I know he's an, I know he's an adult. 21 year old adults shouldn't be on 45 year old adults radars. Like it shouldn't be. I'm sorry, that's good job. But didn't like, didn't King or somebody get into it with Kim's daughter though? Well, yes, that did happen. And it, that, <laughs> was, I, that was wrong. That too. was wrong too. But I, I'm just like, <laughs> I just was thinking like, this seems familiar to me. Yeah, like, you know, I'm you're like, right. Yeah, you're right. That was when um, Kim's daughter tweeted, no, Kim tweeted, who does my daughter have to blow have to, to get? Blow. Yeah. John Legend tickets. And then Kim so in defense Kim's said, that wasn't me. That was my daughter who tweeted that for my account. I don't know. I don't know which. And way I that believe was. that. I can believe uh, that. Yeah. I believe and It's actually kind of funny because she was of age. So it's kind of funny. It's just an awkward thing. But like that just reminded me of that. Like I said, I think it's punching yes. down for Jen to be doing this to Brooks because she is an actual housewife and he is, a, I don't know, um, a step below what Marlo is. I don't know. So. I get that. And I think that seeing Meredith being really upset and like, you know, fighting mad yeah. was enough to rally me to be like, well, you know, she's got a point. And so to, I think we're all in agreement that it seems to flip it 
did Brooks, as Jen said, talk bad about her vagina? I don't, we didn't see it. I don't remember. Like maybe it was an unaired footage, but I just like, he didn't say what Karen says about Giselle. He didn't call it like a fat vagina or loose or anything. He just said, I can see, or I could see her vagina. This reminded I, me of Pantygate from Beverly Hills. Yeah, yes, you're right. Mm. But for me, like, there's a very, I recognize that though I'm not a woman in case you all haven't noticed. I recognize that there is a certain area of women being made to feel ashamed about their bodies and things like that. And maybe that plays into how Jen like received what he was saying, because, you know, there's a lot of that implied shame about it. So maybe that could be where she's coming from, whether it was there or not. But it, I feel like I do believe that Jen felt like when he talked about her vagina and didn't say anything that's not glowing terms, that that was a diss to her. That Unless he sense. was like, it's the most immaculate vagina in the world. I don't think there's any way that you can mention a woman's vagina without it being an issue for them. If that makes sense. No, that does. Make I sense. think. I would love to see the unedited footage from that scene. Because if I remember, it happened early on in the first season. And it was kind mm-hmm. of a weird edit where you got the sense that when Jen was facing normal or just maybe sitting down across from him he made a comment or something might have happened offline or behind production where then she was aware that she was visible from a certain angle and did the thing where she like threw her legs over the couch and then was like kicking her leg up I don't know it's a very convoluted kind of situation for us for to us to not for us to still be talking about it and we haven't seen it completely yet. yeah because this is what you yeah. always say you hate anthony so i do hate it i want it explained clearly or if you can't explain it clearly don't show us any of it then we can like i don't know i don't like this piecemeal thing where we get some parts of it and then we hear other people talk about it yeah i don't want to who's right or who's wrong without all the facts right yeah, like the perfect, the perfect marriage of like, show us a little bit is um, the, the way that we saw Sutton go into Crystal's room on Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. Like we at least saw and heard, like we heard Sutton and Crystal, we saw Sutton. That, that's enough for me. Like, I feel like they showed it to us fairly and we can like imagine what it was like on the other end enough. Mm-hmm. But this, this vagina gate just... <laughs> this, this vagina gate just wasn't explained well i'm like thank you for listening to know that the peabody podcast <laughs> talking about vaginas um all right let's let's move along so next up i want to talk about what's doing between <laughs> jen and heather what is the what's going on here with their friendship because if any if people said that i looked like a manatee or Shrek or I forget what else she said. Honey boo-boo. And th- Honey boo-boo. This is even before we, this is even before we learned last week that I guess Jen was retweeting things that said Heather was racist, which was new for this season. I think even yeah. last mm-hmm. season, I don't think I would have continued to be Jen's friend if I was Heather. What's happening? It makes her look pathetic, <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't. I can't even get behind the like psychology of it. I have no idea why she would do this. It's the friendship version of Robin and Juan Dixon. Mm. It's not healthy, but she's in it, 
and I don't know, maybe it's partly because they work together and she wants to like, she knows she needs to film with them. With, you know, it's kind of like, I don't think it's a coincidence that when the shows come back, we see them kind of like just seeing each other again for the first time. Because if you're not being paid, I don't think they really hang out with each other besides Meredith and Lisa. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like Meredith and Lisa, Whitney and Heather. I don't think Mary hangs out with anybody and nobody hangs out with her. I don't think anybody hangs out with Jen and, you know, so I think they're pretty segregated besides the show. So now they have to like kind of re-glue this false kind of relationship. Yes, I will say, and this isn't a defensive Jen, I do think like when this conversation gets brought up, things are messy because I don't think the housewives themselves are behind their social media accounts. Mm. So when Jen is saying that's not Jen Shaw and Heather is saying, but it's your account, there's like this, I don't even know because we've never had to deal with it before where someone is like representing themselves, but we've hired someone else to like engage in dialogue and like things that feels so messy to me like is it really as simple as an assistant is is liking the wrong things like ah i don't know no i think i think it's jen i think jen did it because like calling her all those things i could see jen saying that and if not because i do we do know some housewives have people running their social media that's a fact but then we also have housewives who go on social media because they like it that's a fact too i think if jen is one of the housewives that has someone running her social media she like gave them free reign it's almost like she's like i don't even give a fuck about a brand (laughs) to do what you want because last year when the season first started Jen and I and like Jen and other people too would like DM back and forth and she would just say like reckless things about Mary so if this is just like an intern or assistant Jen needs to rope her staff up not rope up (laughs) rope that staff up Well, careful. You know how she do those. She'll do more than work. Oh, yeah. Speaking of staff, I love the quick scene we got of Jen and Stu at uh, the computer. And she's like, well, this contract came in. You want to take that? Maybe you can email them. I'm like, oh, what's that about? <laughs> yeah. I also yeah. loved, I mean, that was a dip into perhaps the criminal world. But I also loved when she wanted to make <laughs> him crawl up that ice ramp. Oh, God. <laughs> she's like, get on your hands and knees. What? Uh, that was cute. I I was a little charmed by Jen and Stu trying to navigate their way onto the ice. And when when Jen shot out on the um yeah, on the sled, I I clapped. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's like Bravo editing so that there's like a big difference when we get criminal Jen, or I don't know if like Jen came into this season trying to be America's sweetheart or what. But these past two episodes, Jen is like in the top half of my rankings of the cast. Yeah, I'm liking her. (laughs) She seems sweet. (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Um, Lastly, Heather says, Jen and Heather, after they meet and they navigate, you know, getting through the ice, they sit down and they're having, you know, uh, churros, hot churros, I guess. And... Um, 
Jen talks about something that she brought up last season at the reunion and talks about how she feels like because she is a woman of color, there are ways in which she feels like an other, other than, and different than the rest of the women in the cast. And Heather says, and I wanted to get the quote right. She says, Jen is to the, in her confessional, Heather says, Jen is treated differently because of her temper, not the color of her skin. And I'm paraphrasing now. Actually, she's treated better because of her temper. I think to keep her, you know, like docile, to keep her from like exploding, because we've seen the gym will explode. And that's probably why I feel like she said those things on, you know, social media, because I think that was in one of her rage moments. So I do Mm -hmm. think that like, if you know somebody's going to like, I had a friend who was pretty volatile at times, and it did make me pick my battles with them. Be careful about what I said. And if we ever got into anything, I made sure it didn't happen in my house. So people do treat you differently if you have anger problems. And I think that could be the case. I mean, I would treat her differently if I knew if she came to my party, she would freak out and throw glasses because Jen likes to break shit. So yeah, she's like a Limp Bizkit song. <laughs> True. Or Rihanna. <laughs> I'm breaking dishes. I'm sorry. Thinking at me again. <laughs> I mean, Jen's feelings and her experiences and how she feels as a part of this group completely like, of course, well within her rights to have them. I feel like as a viewer on this show, I don't think until it became too much toward the end of last season, I felt like the women kind of went at her with kid gloves. I mean, this was a woman who was like throwing glasses and like getting in people's faces. And I even thought they were like more willing to cut her some slack than, than I think I've seen across other franchises. Um, But that isn't to, I don't know, disregard Jen's initial feelings about why she feels different then, of course. Yeah. I think both can be true. I think that the women can feel like they're, like you said, handling her with kid gloves, or they can feel like they're not being as hard on her because they're afraid that she'll like throw a glass in their face. But I think Jen can come into the situation knowing that this group of women treats her differently than like when she hangs out with all women of color or when she hangs out with family. And she knows that the experience is different. So she is she feels it's because of the racial differences. Whereas the white women are saying like, no, that's not the case. I do think both feelings can be true to the person saying it. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Anything left on Salt Lake or I guess um, final thoughts on anything, Donnie? In Potomac, I don't, <laughs> that was my tagline. <laughs> Um, in Potomac, I don't love the Robin storyline this season. It's tough to watch, I think. Like Juan's opinions of her and like views of her makes me uncomfortable. But I did love the scene when they were looking for a storage unit and then they stopped talking so that woman could do her job. But like not in a nice <laughs> way. Like they glared at her while she was putting a box there. But you're in a fucking loading dock. Like that woman's at work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like you're in her space uh, I laughed out loud <laughs> I would have to say that <sighs> I really enjoyed Wendy and Giselle this episode of Potomac I found them charming looking forward to the next episode of the Reasonably Shady looks like it's going to be whenever those women all get together it's always a, a great <laughs> moment so like I, I see I'm starting to see what purpose Giselle <laughs> plays in Potomac 
And I hadn't seen that for a while. So maybe she got the hint that she wasn't bringing the right storylines or whatever. But I feel like now, okay, like this is why you're here. And I'm like, cool with it. And watching her drive with Grace <laughs> was a hilarious scene. Grace is arguably probably my favorite child in the Housewives franchise because she's so <laughs> reasonably shady. <laughs> yeah. But oh. I enjoy Giselle. So Giselle, Giselle and Wendy, I really enjoyed this week. That's my final thought. I agree that that was going to be my final thought. I was howling during the scene with Giselle and Grace <laughs> when they great. were driving. I was I was having like Giselle reactions. And then when like, you know, it's a show, of course, but when like they pan out and she's like, you're going to hit the camera guy. And like they showed you like the second level of the chaos. It was so, it was so good. It was, it, was. it was good. It was so good. Um and I didn't really prepare to know that. So I will just say to make sure again that you are subscribed to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash know that pod, where we are covering the new season of Vanderpump Rules starting the season starts on September 28th. So subscribe now, know that. All right. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can visit www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at knowthatpod. You can follow me, Anthony, uh, at Anthony F. Casella on Instagram. And you can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me, Quinn, at Quentin Lamar on Twitter. Continue to listen and subscribe for free to Know That A Real Housewives podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.